Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You need, you need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. As promised, we now have our buddy Brian Baldinger joining us from Vegas as we sit a few days ahead of this Super Bowl. Uh, Baldy, you're looking good. I'm sure you're feeling <laughs> off the charts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic, Jason. You, you know, I, hey, you got you, you got my vote. Um, so look, you've we're been, gonna break hey, you, you, You've been through yeah. all these before. You've been through I Super have. Bowls, you know. I have. Okay. I, I, I now stay home with my dogs, Baldy. Uh, <laughs> and I, good, I drink. Good choice. Uh, I drink Liquid Death iced tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't have an endorsement, but I'd like one. Uh, so let's break it down from both teams' perspectives here, Baldy, and we'll start from the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll kind of go through a little bit what what some of the keys are for them offensively and defensively if they are going to um, prosper in this in this football game. Um, and let's say let's let's start with the defense and Spags with uh, two weeks to prepare and plenty of meatballs in his belly while he's doing it. Uh, we know that San Francisco is a unique offense. They they have um, maybe some unparalleled talent. And they have shapeshifters, right? They have guys who play two or three different positions. And just because they're lined up somewhere doesn't mean that's necessarily the role that they're playing in that offense mm-hmm. on that particular play. Um, yeah. What what intrigues you about this matchup? What are What's keeping Spags up at night? Well, I talked to Spags this week, and uh, I got some good insight. I talked to Antonio Pierce. Uh, this week, who of course was you know the captain and the middle yeah. linebacker for the Giants back when they took down the Patriots on the road to perfection. They got a little insight, but I do think from the big picture here, Jason, what you just laid out is the story of the game. Kyle Shanahan, his offense, uh, how he moves his chess pieces around, how a young quarterback on a big stage um, performs and executes that offense against Spags, who. I mean, you saw the funeral that he gave the Baltimore Ravens right there at the bank uh, 11 days ago. Um, Sometimes 
Like, and so I, I think uh, that Kyle is going to learn a lot about what Spags is doing within the first 15 plays. I mean, you know, the scripted chart that a lot of teams have that kind of they review and go over and try to stay as close as they can early in the game just to get a feel for where Spags line is. It, is he more man? Is he zone? How disguised is it? Is it perceived pressure? Like all these, I'm using these phrases, but yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of what Spags does. Is he going to go big linebacker? Is Willie Gay like who's who's on the field? Who's in the nickel? Who's going out with McCaffrey if they get him out there in space? Like I think he wants to take a look at all this, almost like a boxing match, where the first two rounds are just kind of feeling each other out. Now, if you can do what San Francisco did in the championship game and take the ball down the field, kick a field goal, get points. Like, okay, or the second drive when they went down the field and scored a touchdown. In that game against Detroit, Jason, Christian McCaffrey touched the ball 10 of the first 20 plays. Like, it was heavily scripted Mm -hmm. to McCaffrey. And I think we're going to see the same thing. Because you really – you can throw it, you can hand it off, you you can put him uh, in motion. There's so many different things you can do with him. I feel like he's going to be a key early on in this game. And then in talking to Spags – Last week, I said, how do you decide, um, you know, what blitzes you call when you blitz zero and you bring the house? And he goes, honestly, Baldy, I don't have anything premeditated. It's just it, it, I'm just always looking for an opportunity, which which tells us they're going to get pressure to, yeah. and how they get it there and when they do it. Because I saw him blitz zero on first and 10, Jason, in their own area. Uh, you know, against the Raven. So they're always looking for these opportunities in the framework of the game. And they really the key is, and, and it's a credit to his players, they have not broken down in the back end. And no. that's what happens yeah. to a lot of teams. When they, when they bring a lot, like the communication is very clean. And I think what you set up and what I've just described, to me, is what I'm most looking forward to from, it's, it, the you know, the, the ball's in the play caller's hands. And so how are they going to go back and forth in this? Um, was talking to someone in the Ravens organization, literally just before we started taping this podcast. And this person said that uh, there were some tells that they picked up on with San Francisco. And I remember the Ravens played San Francisco really well. Yeah. Um, in terms of responsibilities for Kittle and McCaffrey and, who was going to run a route and who was going to be more involved in pass protection. And this person said, look, I'm not going to tell you what they are, but just do the math. Where did Harbs come from? Where did Spags come from? You know, Joe Cullen, right? How much time did he spend in Baltimore's room? You don't think that Joe Cullen's been talking, downloading everybody in the Ravens organization, Right, because everybody saw on national television what they did to Purdy, what they did to the defense. Now, not everybody has a Kyle Hamilton, but how much can that stuff matter? Right, and 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 do those connections when you see people who do some things the way you do, and you have personal relationships with, have success against a team in a way that not many people have. Everything's on the table. Like if you look back, Jason, at last last year's Super Bowl, Kansas City's down ten at halftime. And they score in four straight possessions. And two of the touchdowns by Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore were off the same motion. And they gleaned that motion from what Jacksonville did against the Eagles for a touchdown and how they handled that motion 
they watched that game in Jacksonville, which was week four in Philadelphia in a rainstorm. And just from that one play, that one play, Jason, they, they scored basically two touchdowns. The Eagles didn't handle it well in either case. And I know one that was like sort of a uh, formation breakdown by Kansas City, but Mahomes kind of fixed it, you know, on the fly. And they got two touchdowns to young players off the same motion. So you just – you really don't know. And this is the, the question I asked at Spags because I think it's a valid question, Jason. All year long, they live in a seven-day life cycle. And every week they they game plan. They're in their they're in their uh, lab and they're drawing up uh, concepts and plays and whatnot. And what's going to work? What isn't? I said, well, is it better if you get two weeks, or is that is that a blessing or a curse? And he said, it, it can be both. It can be both. You, you can always find something, but you don't want to overload the players and you want to keep installing it where it's just too voluminous. But I kind of feel like. Even like just knowing Andy and how the hay is never really in the barn. There's always something. When you have a quarterback like Mahomes who's been through a bunch of these and he's been out there for seven seasons, you can always go back uh, in time to find out something that worked between him and Kelsey against a certain look. And so, you know, you've got to play it out. The, The big thing for both teams, honestly, is can you stay on the field? Can you get into your game plan? Can you get McCaffrey his touches? Can you get into any kind of a rhythm for the quarterback? And to do that, you've got to be able to sustain offense. That's what Kansas City did to Baltimore those first two drives. They were able to sustain offense. They went for it on the fourth and two. They hit Kelsey, uh, you know, on a sprint right option uh, for a big play to stay on the field. Otherwise, they'd come away with nothing on that situation. You know, it took a while for Baltimore to sort of, okay, we're not going to let Kelsey just walk off the line of scrimmage like this you know, and the ball's never going to hit the ground. So those are some of the concepts that I I, I kind of feel like we can, uh, you know, put on this Sunday. Um, one more on the Kansas City defensive side of the ball before we switch to offense. Um, for whatever reason, the Ravens never got heavy on Kansas City and never forced Spags out of his base defense. Um, we know that San Francisco – uh, runs from under center about as much as any team in this league. The fullback is on the field about as much as any team in this league. They average four, six a carry running under center. Kansas City has struggled with that. They've seen a fair amount of it because they don't stop it very well. 27th in yards per carry allowed, 22nd in defensive EPA against runs from under center. Uh, fair to say that Spags will have to, that Kyle is going to force Spags to adjust. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, they went big linebacker uh, against Baltimore on the first play of the game, the first play of the third quarter, and and they stuffed the run in both cases. And they just attacked the line of scrimmage, and for whatever reason, it's still kind of a head scratch to all of us. Crazy. But it discouraged Baltimore from staying with it, you know, and so staying with the run and not dialing up any Lamar runs. Now, I don't, you know, I think Kyle Shanahan um, understands that if, and knows that if McCaffrey gets stuffed for a yard, it's they're not going to be discouraged. I mean, they're not going to get away from that at all. I mean, they're a two-back offense, Jason. The yeah. first guy that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch signed when they came on board was was Juice. Uh, you know, they had been in Baltimore, you know, for four years, and that was they made him the highest-paid fullback in the game. And they knew exactly what kind of offense they wanted. They wanted a guy as versatile as Kyle has been. And Lord knows the guy's – is as versatile a player. I mean, you know, 
Ricard is the similar type role, but he can't yeah. run routes the way no. Juice can. But there's been similar type roles, similar. Um, offensively, with Kansas City, it's almost the um, antithesis of San Francisco, right? San Francisco is all these shape-shifting pieces like a fullback who could be an H back, who could be a fullback, who could who could be your who could be your halfback, who could be your slot receiver. Kansas City, right? The ball goes to Rice, the ball goes to Kelsey, the ball goes to Pacheco. Um is that is that how is Andy Reid live and die with that? Does Andy Reid try to out Shanny Shanny and really show stick with itness in the run game and multiplicity in the run game? Is this a day where MVS or well, there's not a whole lot of other Justin Watson, Edwards, no, Hilaire, they're, 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 or Watson, they're... right? Like one of those yeah, guys Watson, all of a sudden you know, is a big, big part of the game plan. Mm, it's not really a whole. I mean, they don't have the pieces that San Francisco has. But you know, I mean, they put the ball in Mahomes' hands and let him create. You know, when things aren't there, and they get as many big plays after the you know original. X's and O's that were called as any team in this whole league, maybe Lamar at times, but you know, I mean, that's, it's not, it's not street ball, but certainly the connection he has with Kelsey looks like it sometimes. And it, it didn't necessarily look like that against Baltimore. I mean, those are all designed plays he threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage um, so that Baltimore, you know, and they, so what I would do is if, if Kansas city comes out and they play a similar type game plan that they did against Baltimore, um, the blockers for Kelsey on a lot of those plays that we saw behind the line, you had to defeat those blocks. Like, you know, that's LeJarrius Sneed, that's Trent McDuffie, that's Watson, you know, that's Justin Reed. I mean, those guys got to defeat those blocks and not let Kelsey take, you know, a one-yard route and turn it into seven. And so I would say that Steve Wilkes has worked a great deal on some of those college-type plays that Kansas City still runs. Now, and then the other part is if you just jam Kelsey at the line of scrimmage, like how much of an off, how much of that offense gets really, because I was talking to Rod Woodson about it just yesterday, Jason, how much um, of their offense gets disrupted right away where the first look is Kelsey and, oh, by the way, here's LeJarrius Sneed or Reed or whatever, you know, just jamming him at the line. Now he's, he's exceptionally good at sliding off any kind of a jam, seeing it, his length and how smooth he is like, you don't get that guy very often, but you got to at least give it a shot and run at him the way I, the Ravens never did. 